I'm Larissa, and I want to help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and innovators so they can thrive by doing what they love. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. This is episode 119, and today I'm going to be discussing the difference between brand marketing and product marketing for jewelry brands. If you've been feeling a lot like the marketplace is just way too saturated and that you're struggling to reach new customers in your target audience, then you'll definitely wanna listen to this episode. Also, if you wanna ask a question that I will potentially answer on a future podcast episode, you can visit joyjoya.com slash ask and enter your question. You can even be anonymous if you like. I love getting questions from people and I also really like answering them. So if you do ask something, there's a likely chance that I will get to it on the podcast. But before I get to the episode, I wanna share some marketing-related news and insights from the past week that caught my attention. So Social Media Today recently shared an article about how you can better utilize your Instagram profile for customers at every stage of your sales funnel, from awareness to purchase. So obviously, Instagram can be an effective tool for generating sales, building brand awareness, and offering your customers value. Your ultimate goal with Instagram is to spark and build relationships with your customers so that they hopefully will purchase, but you really need to understand how the sales funnel works first before you can really use Instagram effectively. So a funnel is a visual representation of how customers proceed toward making a purchase. If you're watching me on YouTube, I'm making like a funnel shape with my hands. So the top big open part is the pool of customers who first learn about your brand, who are aware of your brand. So not everyone after that stage will wanna keep following along. Some people will have an initial interest but not really be so interested that they'll wanna make a purchase. That's fine, that's totally normal. But as customers get to know about your brand more and more, fewer people will end up moving down to the bottom of the funnel. Again, that's totally normal, but you wanna like nurture people as they move from the top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel. So how can you do that with Instagram? Well, with the top stage awareness, This is where you wanna create really engaging Instagram stories, kind of draw those new customers who are just discovering you with that Instagram story content, capture their attention. You're gonna wanna be less salesy to those people who are just discovering you and more focused on offering them true value. So when you get to the middle of the funnel, these people are like thinking about making a purchase, they're interested, they're not sure, they're like have you on their wish list, maybe they need more information. So with Instagram, um, you can cater to those deciding factors for customers. So offer them educational content like where do your materials come from? Where do you source your materials? How are your products made? 
What is your customer service like? What is the shipping and return process? They're really looking for the things that will help them answer those unanswered questions that they have in their mind to decide whether they stay or go. You really wanna engage those people. This is why you need to be interacting actively as a brand on Instagram. You also wanna be showcasing your product in a real life context. So if you're only ever like posting product photos, the customer at the middle of the funnel who's not sure he or she may be wanting to see the product on a person, if you're not providing that, you may be losing people at that middle step of the funnel. So keep thinking about ways to engage with your customers and really make efforts to form genuine relationships. I know Instagram is a digital platform. You may not be interacting with people face to face, but whenever it's possible for you, focus on creating an authentic and real connection with those people who are interested shoppers. Then the bottom of the funnel is when a customer can potentially take action and make a purchase. Um, This is where Instagram ads, Facebook ads can come in handy because you can retarget those people, Um, but continuing to do the things that you were doing at the middle of the funnel, taking steps to like create keep building those relationships, engaging people, that's gonna help them get through to the bottom step of the funnel and ultimately, in a best case scenario, recommend your jewelry brand to their friends and family so that you can kind of continue building your customer network. So those are just some tips that were inspired by this article in social media today. I recently read this other great article about A-B testing And if you wanna know more about A-B testing, if that's kind of a foreign term to you, I suggest listening to episode 63 of this podcast, which is what is A-B testing and how can you use it in jewelry marketing? And if you're watching me on YouTube, you see my dog is getting really antsy here. I think she's either into A-B testing or uh, she wants to be A-B testing me right now to get my attention. So I recently saw this article about how the New York Times is using A-B testing to test all its digital headlines in an effort to boost engagement on the New York Times website and app. So they've actually found that more headline testing correlates with more engagement. Wow, surprising. In fact, A-B testing New York Times articles are 80% more likely to rank on a most popular list. I know that this is a news publication and you're a jewelry brand, how does this relate? It's just a good reminder that your brand can potentially benefit from A-B testing, especially when it comes to your email marketing subject lines. So again, listen to episode 63 of this podcast for more information about that. And then lastly, I saw a really great article on JCK Pro titled, for designers, imitation is not the sincerest form of flattery. So this article is behind a paywall if you don't have JCK Pro, but I'll give a short summary. And if you're interested in it, I recommend signing up for the this platform. It has tons of good resources for jewelry brands. But anyway, Basically, it's about how copyright infringement in the jewelry industry is on the rise, and it's believed that Instagram might actually be the root of this problem because these brand, these copycat brands find what's popular on Instagram and then create fakes of them and try to go at it themselves 
in business, which is terrible. Fakes discredit hardworking and creative jewelry brands, and it's a huge problem in the industry. Cancel culture definitely is drawing attention to these crimes of intellectual property infringement, but it honestly doesn't seem to deter these copycat brands. Like they're they're open to doing whatever it takes to make a buck. They don't really care. To make matters even worse, independent jewelry designers don't necessarily have the the legal or monetary resources to make these design thieves go away. The main takeaway of this, starting a movement against knockoff artists in the industry could be beneficial. I think a lot of people are feeling like enough is enough. And as a jewelry brand, I think you should also pay attention, especially on Instagram, to making sure nobody is copying your stuff, you know, have your most loyal customers look out for you also look out for your fellow jewelry designers kind of keep an eye out if something looks like a copycat or if something looks fishy definitely point it out to people you know be like a good ambassador of this issue and try to contribute to it going away because it's really terrible If you want to get the links to the articles I share in this segment of the podcast, you can sign up for my email newsletter by visiting joyjoya.com slash sign up and you'll get a digest with the links every time a new episode drops. Okay, let's get to it. I want to talk today about the difference between brand marketing and product marketing and this was inspired by a conversation I recently had with an independent jewelry designer and I was kind of explaining this to her and it dawned on me that I've never really talked about this in the podcast and I think a lot of designers, especially solopreneurs, especially makers, people who are really close to their product, need to understand the difference between brand marketing and product marketing and why it can potentially make a big difference in how they are communicating their brand to customers. So first, let me define brand marketing for you. Brand marketing is really a storytelling first approach to marketing. So this is all about the story that you're telling about your business, about the ethos, about the why, the inspiration. Brand marketing is about the lifestyle that you're trying to sell, the feeling that you want customers to have, the community that you're trying to build with your brand. It's actually less about the product. Of course, you're trying to sell, your product. Of course, the product is what the customer is buying. But first, before all that, the customer is actually buying into your brand or like this myth or personality that you are communicating and using to attract people to you. Not to get woo woo, but it's kind of a law of attraction thing. Like if you're putting out certain vibes into the universe about who you are and you feel really, you have conviction about those vibes or feelings and you are communicating them in like a consistent, um, unified way, then you will naturally attract the customers who are meant to be with you, who are meant to be part of your community. Um, So that's really brand marketing. Product marketing, on the other hand, is the 
focused around the idea that the best product wins. So people who are focused on product marketing are always selling product features. The product is the center of all the communications. This product is the best because, this product is the best quality, this product is the prettiest, this product has the best value, um, you'll get the most use out of this product. The product is first and the story behind it or the brand is kind of second. Why is this approach usually problematic when it comes to jewelry marketing? Well, if you've spent any amount of time in the jewelry industry, you know that it's very saturated. There are a ton of talented people. I meet them every day. I see beautiful jewelry every day. Because I work in this space and I work with so many jewelry brands and I have to kind of keep on top of trends, I'm literally looking at so much jewelry all day long, every day, 24-7, on Instagram, on the internet, doing research, talking to jewelry entrepreneurs. I perpetually have beautiful jewelry in front of me. I should keep a log of this, but probably literally at least like 40 times a day, I stop and say, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Wow, I would love to have that. Gorgeous, oh my goodness. I'm always wowed by product. I also see a lot of great value out there. I can imagine myself wearing a lot of things because it's beautiful, because it looks wearable, because it looks well-made, because it has a beautiful handcrafted accent, whatever, whatever. You name why I can see myself buying it. I definitely am a pretty regular purchaser of jewelry, but I'm not buying jewelry every day and I'm certainly not buying every single thing that <laughs> goes by me and that I stop and think is beautiful because if I did, I would be broke <laughs> and I would be in big trouble. So what is the thing that makes me say, wow, that's beautiful, gets me from that point A to point B I'm giving them my credit card number. Usually, in most cases, it's because I'm vibing or connecting with the brand. And I'm typically not making an impulse purchase. Sometimes it takes me a few days. Sometimes it takes me a few weeks. Sometimes it takes me a few months. That's called the customer journey. But over that period of time from when I say, wow, this product is beautiful to I need to have it for myself. I'm learning about the brand. I'm signing up for their email marketing, not only to see if there's a coupon code, but maybe there's like more information that can be shared. I'm probably looking at their Instagram feed, maybe Facebook. I might be looking at customer reviews. I might be asking the brand questions, whether it's about sizing or some kind of custom accommodation or like additional photos or maybe I have questions about shipping. So there are a lot of steps in the process and I know that I'm using myself as an example but I don't think that I am alone in thinking this way. I think a lot of customers 
have this same kind of thought process when they're shopping. And the way that I think I am unique is how much the volume of jewelry I'm looking at every day. Most customers are not spending literally all day long looking at jewelry. So it comes by them, it goes by their eyes less frequently. The difference between brand marketing and product marketing, I, I like to use a dating metaphor. Hopefully it's not creepy. I've heard dating metaphors in the past that come across as creepy, but it kind of helps it put, into, put it into a real life context. So let's say you're single and ready to mingle and you're in a big, big, vibrant city. There's a lot of like good looking, smart, professional people there. You're kind of like in a wonderland because you have lots of great prospects for you. You look around and you see all these beautiful people. Oh, I would love to date this person. Oh, that person looks exactly like my type. And maybe you actually go on a bunch of dates with people. Maybe your social schedule is so packed, you're like going on a date a night. But if you're looking to eventually have a meaningful relationship with someone and you're not just dating as a sport, you're going to eventually have to like grow closer to one person and make a decision about that person. Probably you're not going to end up picking like someone just because they were the most attractive, although hopefully they are the most attractive to you, but you're gonna be continue to be charmed by their personality, by the stories that they tell, by their sense of humor, by their generosity, by their kindness. You're gonna have a natural connection that transcends all those things. Sometimes you can't even explain why that is. Those like je ne sais quoi things are the equivalent of a brand. So that initial like lust appreciation for a person's attractiveness is kind of like being drawn to a product in a product first marketing approach. Whereas with brand marketing, in my opinion, and in a lot of marketers opinions, This is a more sustainable long-term approach because it's giving the customer something of substance, those things that will make the customer want to have a relationship with you and not just see you as a piece of eye candy. I see this, this distinction and kind of this challenge so often with solopreneur jewelry business owners who are also makers because and this is not a criticism I'm just acknowledging that this is a truth they're so close to their product because they make it and produce it and they're naturally proud of it and I think that's amazing you should be proud of it you know your product is the best made the most beautiful It's coming from like a very passionate vision and a place in your soul. It's like your child basically because you've created it. You believe in it. You invest time, money, energy into this product. If you've had a chance to show it to customers in person who like your product, you see how customers react to it. 
and you know that once a customer sees it, they will also see the value in your product. These people tend to have the mindset, and you may relate to this, of a product-first marketing approach. And it totally makes sense because you personally know the value of the product. And so you're taking the approach, the best product wins and my product should win. Why isn't my product charming people? Why don't people wanna buy? I have the best product. I totally get that. But as I mentioned earlier in the episode, the marketplace is ridiculously saturated. So your best product is up against someone else's best product, is up against someone else's best product. There's so much talent out there, people doing amazing things, people wowing me every day with their beauty. I am just endlessly inspired by everything I see. The unfortunate thing is, most consumers kind of feel overwhelmed by that if they actually are, if they actually do have access to all this product and are discovering it and it's in front of them. So they don't know where to go next. They see, they're like, wow, okay, that's beautiful, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. I would love to have that. I can see myself wearing that. And then what? They Their phone rings or they get a text message and they're on to the next thing and they've forgotten about you. Brand marketing is the idea that you're going to continue to charm them. So forming that initial connection with them in that, wow, that's beautiful stage, finding a way to capture them in some way, whether that's inviting them to follow you on Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest, getting their email address, um, getting them to visit your website, creating like a first touch point that creates an opportunity for future interaction, and then continuing to share your story through content, through meaningful connections, through meaningful communication, so that that initial oh my God, I need to have this product, turns into something that has deeper layers of meaning and significance for the customer, that is what's going to get the customer to ultimately make a purchase, not just your product. Maybe in rare cases it will, but in the majority of cases, the product first approach isn't effective. That's what I have to say about that topic. So I hope that this was helpful to you. I hope it kind of clarified the difference between brand and product marketing and why this distinction is especially, especially important in this jewelry niche that's so specialized, so crowded, so oversaturated, so many beautiful, shiny things competing up against each other. If you have any questions, you can always email me, Larissa, that's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. And as a reminder, my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, is published and ready to ship. I actually have a checkout now on my website, joyjoya.com slash book. So you can purchase it directly from me for a discount and I can sign it for you and ship it for free. So go to joyjoya.com slash book if you're interested in doing that. Thanks so much for listening. 
Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.